and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast here with me, Colton G, your host of the DTP. And today on the show, we're joined by pop artist Melodica as we talk her new single, Beautiful Disguise. Yes, and not only are we talking this new track, we're talking the road that has led Melodica here to this point. We're talking the decision to drop out of the university classes she was taking in order to pursue something that aligned more with her heart, with her dreams, to pursue music and what it was like to embark on that road, how that road led her to Toronto, and how that ended up unlocking some things in her career, allowing her to pursue and do new amazing things. We're also gonna talk to Melodica here today about the opportunity to sing top lines on dance music tracks like Laser Squads eternal eclipse we're also going to be diving into an upcoming ep album collection of tracks that melodica is currently working on currently putting together and we're going to get as much info about that as we can for you here today all this and so much more in today's episode of the dtp and it is all brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com where you go to copy yourself something to represent the show and look oh so good well doing it that is DesertTigerMerch.com and now now it's time that we put our paws in the sand that we went behind the music with the incredible the wonderful the sensational Melodica. Let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Now I hear you. That's great. <laughs> oh my goodness. There we go. Hello, Melodica. How are you doing? I'm good. Sorry about that. You know, it's a new phone and I guess all the audio settings were just turned off. Of course. No worries. As long as we were able to figure it out, that's what matters. Totally. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Hype, hype. I'm glad to uh, finally meet you, uh, even if it's just an e-meet, but I've been uh, listening to you since uh, my conversation with Crossed Out, since you guys have worked together for quite a while. So just naturally, I fell into your music from there. Yeah, you guys had a really great podcast, so I was really looking forward and seeing if I can be a part of it, too. It was awesome. One of his best podcasts, actually. It was really cool. Well, awesome. Hopefully we can uh, do the same for you today here, then. Awesome. Do you have any uh, questions or concerns before we start, or are you ready to jump on into it? I'm ready to jump on into it. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So from my research, I can see that you were going the traditional university route before deciding to pursue music. So what was it just 
inside your soul you needed to pursue music or what was that moment? Yeah, that's, that's such a fun question. Um, you know, it's always been kind of in me since I was a kid, sort of, I always had that dream so cliche too, that I always just wanted to do music, write songs, sing, dance, do the whole kind of thing. And been a little bit inspired by my father as well, because he's a drummer and all his stories about playing in bands here in Montreal was really cool. And yeah, what happened along the way in high school and college and university, because here in Montreal, we have like the three stages of schooling. We got high school, CJEP, AKA college, and then university. So I was kind of just trying to make my mom happy by going to school until I just had the realization when I was 20 or 21 around that time, like, I can't just do this. Like I'm young now. I got to just do what I really want to do. My mom was crying. She didn't want me to stop going to university. And I just dropped out of a really solid program and went to music production trade school, like a year intensive. And it started there. So when you went to school for music production, was that also in Montreal? It was, yeah. Okay, okay. So how do you end up in Toronto then? So right after I finished the, the one-year intensive program of audio engineering and music production, I was really trying to think larger than just staying in my hometown. It was either going to be going to New York City, which would have been a bit more complicated. I was looking with like the working visas and then the passports and their health system there was a little bit, you know, not to my convenience. So then I was checking out Toronto because it's just next door. And Aaron, well, crossed out, went to the same school as me. So we kind of like were friends, like we knew each other. So he made this post on Facebook back in 2015. He's like, does anyone want to start like a, a punk band with me? And I, I wrote back and I said, you need a singer? And he was living back in Campbellford. So that's a small town in Ontario. And so we just kind of had this back and forth exchange about the bigger city, Toronto. And then he ended up moving there. And then he was like, come and visit me in Toronto. At least you'll have a friend and see if you like the city. And I did. And I moved. <laughs> all right. All right. So at what point do you begin writing your own music then? I mean, obviously, it probably have been a while. So I guess my question is, how do you go about transitioning from the schooling and moving into Toronto to actually crafting that first EP? Well, I always had a little collection of poems and songs that I, I've been writing Honestly, since I was eight years old, I was just always writing in my free time. And when I was living in Toronto in 2015, I was sort of scouting out musicians. Like there was Craig, Craigslist was still popular at the time. And there was an ad looking for a singer to jam with. So I go, you know, little old me meeting some strangers. And we wrote a song that year. That was the first, I guess, real song with like a stable kind of like a solid sound and everything and it didn't end up going anywhere but I'm like man I really like this experience of just meeting strangers and just like writing songs and seeing like where it, like what you can do with that you know the connection with meeting other people and writing with other people so 
I was just always on the lookout for people who would be interested in working with me and, and liked my vision. And I just started, just dived into the unknown. <laughs> Feet first, hey? Yeah. Just went right in. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So your first single and your first EP were released in 2018. So what was it like to finally reached that moment after years of having to make very big decisions to finally have that payoff, to finally release a piece of melodica out into the world. Well, it's funny you say a piece of melodica because it was half of melodica. A lot of people don't know that at the time, melodica was a duo project so i met this guy in toronto he goes by the the name jack man jones now and he's a dj and electronic music producer and again i found him on a craigslist he was looking for a singer and songwriter and so we just met at starbucks yeah i like this song okay i'll write to it I, it was the first time someone just gave me like a beat and they were like can you write to this all right i'll try it out you know i didn't know like where this was going but then we just started had like really good chemistry back and forth and I would give him suggestions of you know different chord changes different melody changes and things like that different instruments so we ended up making that entire debut EP together under the stage name Melodica that we both created together as a duo at the time okay okay awesome awesome so Transitioning forward from that first EP and being a duo, so going out onto your own, what was it like to step out on your own? And then transitioning forward, how have you crafted and built yourself as an artist over these last two, three years? I kind of made the bold move of like right away just being really well, honest to myself and honest to my collaborator, and we're still good friends now, but I was telling him at the time, like, I really loved this experience of like working with someone new and actually producing music and recording in studio and getting the package out there. But it was still not me, if that makes any sense. It was more, it was like half and half. It was half Mel and half Jackman Jones. So I told him at the time, you know, I'm going in a more alternative like route moving forward. What do you think? Like, should we still be a duo or should we just do our own thing? And he was like, you're melodica. You go ahead and do your own thing because you're melodica. I'm like, what do you mean a melodica? I felt so bad at the time. You know, it's an awkward moment when it's like when a band breaks up. <laughs> but it was it was just my my entry point. I guess, in the music industry when him and I collaborated and he was totally fine with me moving forward with the stage name Melodica as a solo artist. So then I I started, I don't even know, how did that happen? Everything happened so fast. We, I met another a producer in Toronto. He, his name is Adam. Now he goes by the stage name Rain. And we together in studio created Joyride which is a more industrial alternative electropop sound. Okay, so you started to experience a few more different sounds then. I started getting the little more edgier and rock side of me out into the world. So it was a little bit, I think, shocking for people at first. They're like, well, wait a minute, you were just doing like the, the bubblegum urban pop 
experimental stuff. And now you're like in silver body paint out in the street, rocking out to like industrial electro pop. I'm like, well, this is me. Like, this is the real melodica. People were shocked, but loved it at the same time. So. Well, sometimes it takes a few steps in order to get to that point, right? Sometimes you have to maybe go through an album of just experiencing and writing and finding out, is this what I want? How do I go from here? What do I really want? Exactly. Like, if you don't just dive into doing something that you're not comfortable with, you don't get to actually learn, you know, what you really want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with some of these tracks like Joyride, which you mentioned, you've also done a lot of remixes of these tracks, continuing to work with various DJs and producers. And you've also done a few top lines on a few different uh, dance tracks, such as Eternal Eclipse, which recently released so what has that sort of been like to sort of experience more of the dance world the dance world has always been a huge part of me when i was younger i took up uh, ballet jazz and hip-hop lessons so i always had i had two sides of me i had the rock girl who was moshing at the the alternative concerts and then i had the the dancer so I kind of like to fuse the two together to kind of create my own thing. So I really wanted to reach out and explore with the lyrics I have created and songs I wrote, what we can do if we do like a trip hop remix or liquid drum and bass remix or deep house. And so my produ- my current producer is a guy called Sean Savage. He's awesome. Toronto based. And he did all these remixes. And he's currently the one who's been working on my upcoming single that will be out next week and my album this year. So it was sort of our way to to see how we work well together while he was making those remixes. And so it was just for fun. There's no real thought into them just to get like that content out there while working on new music. But Eternal Eclipse... That one was special. It was a, a friend in Germany. He reached out to me and he's like, do you want to sing over my EDM song? I'm like, I'm, I'm honored. No one's ever asked me to do that. <laughs> so I just got to writing and it's literally about being stranded in this horrible time with the pandemic and feeling so lonely. Like I was so lonely. My boyfriend crossed out. He's out working all day. I'm home alone with the cats. So I'm literally in my lyrics singing a song, singing alone. You know, it was so brutally honest to the times. And I think a lot of people could relate to it.
Also a very, very catchy track, and so is your upcoming track, which is out by the time that the listeners will be hearing this episode. Of course, I'm talking about Beautiful Disguise. So let's dive a little bit into this track, what it means to you, how it all came together. Oh, yeah. I started writing that song when I was 19, and I'm 28, so... That's almost like a day. De- that's a decade ago. Um, you know, beautiful disguise. I, I was really contemplating if I would release that first um, to introduce like my brand new sound. Because the thing that I'm going with with beautiful disguise and the upcoming album is really like a blend of everything you've heard, all the random like electro, urban pop, the random alternative synth pop stuff all merged into one project that finally makes sense. I sort of felt I was all over the place discovering myself still, but now I'm pretty confident that I have somewhat of a solid sound and I know like where I'm going with all of this. So that's a start with Beautiful Disguise, the retro sort of throwback to the 80s sound and really intimate lyrics that I I started writing when I was 19. Finally, getting that out into the world is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like you said, well over a decade, but sometimes uh, doing something right takes a little bit of time, and we're finally here. OK, 
Okay, so what did the lyrics of Beautiful Disguise mean to Melodica? It first started out as just like a cheesy, cheap breakup song. You know, I was an angsty teenager, so I had some not cool boyfriends, as many young girls probably did. And, you know, just writing your anger, you know, it used to be called misery and or victim, like the song kept changing. But then I reinvented the song this year. I'm like, okay, I'll take this concept, but this concept has been pretty overdone, like a breakup song. How can I make this into something a little bit like more creative and more edgy? So I was using a more fictional, creative part of my brain, if that makes any sense. Instead of writing from like 100% like truth and experience, I decided to write a more type of fictional narrative if that makes sense in the song so i was like envisioning you know along the trend of a toxic relationship but also at the same time like a mysterious like beautiful disguise a forbidden lover which i think a lot of younger people too can relate to teenagers of course i was sort of thinking of like captain mask is that his name from like sailor moon like really fictional Tuxedo mask. Tuxedo mask, yeah. Oh, uh, like my favorite character in Sailor Moon. The only reason I watched it. <laughs> yeah, just like playing around with, with like a new concept, like something I've never really done before. And that maybe a different audience can really vibe to. Okay, adding a little bit of an air of mystery then. Okay, awesome, awesome. And you mentioned that this is a piece of an upcoming album. So what can you tell us about this upcoming piece of work, this collection that you're going to be releasing? Well, we just talked about this before. That first song I wrote when I first moved to Toronto has been reinvented, and I'm finally releasing it this year, and it's going to be on the album. It's the second single. It will be called Crazy. And that song meant a lot to me because that was the first time I really, really, really wrote a song and really wanted to release a song. But I held on to that song for six years. So... It's kind of like you have so much baggage on you and then you're finally going to like get rid of it. Well, that's how I feel with this song. So that for one thing, I'm super stoked about just getting it out into the world. But the entire album is definitely a concept in itself. It's called Dancing Without You. And it tells stories that I never got to tell anyone before. It's really personal stories about like the struggles I had When I was a teenager, I mentioned I was an angsty teen and just like a little bit of my early 20s, like diving into the unknown and changing my path and going into music and a lot about like loss, losing people in your life. Lots of personal stories in the album created into retro dance music, new retro dance music. Okay, okay. so kind of giving that retro vibe paying homage to the past while you pay homage to your past exactly awesome awesome i love it i love it all right but i I love the 80s too like the thing with melodica is that i'm never just stuck in one genre like 
it's so hard for me to just focus on one project. And I decided to do that last year in 2020 when I was trying to design this entire montage of songs called Dancing Without You. And I decided to go the retro route. I've been inspired by Madonna and Michael Jackson and Blondie, Eurythmics, Depeche Mode. So we really explored these elements in the mixing as well. Awesome. I'm, I'm a huge Blondie fan, so that makes me very excited. Oh, yeah, you'll hear some Blondie elements, especially with the synths that we chose. And we ran the vocals through tape also to give that really vintage new wave texture. Oh, now I'm really excited. This is hype. This is very hype. <laughs> sick, sick. All right. So we've dove into this journey so far. We've dove into this upcoming album. Is there any music videos or any other goodies that may be coming our way otherwise? On the day, next Friday, February 12th, I'm going to be dropping as well the music video. And that video, that's a funny one because it was super last minute, stripped down. I remember we had a snowstorm. I was in Toronto doing my, my press release photo shoots. And I, I really wanted to get this video done before Christmas, just because planning is really hard. And with the lockdowns, you can't plan anything. You'll book a studio, but then you'll have to cancel it because there's new rules every day. So I had a last minute photographer in. We did this really random handheld retro stripped down music video. So that'll be cool. That's going to be released next Friday. And I'm actually doing something different this year. Instead of hiring videographers as I used to in the past, I got my own camera and I'm going to be making my own music videos moving forward. So a total do-it-yourself year. <laughs> okay, okay. Changing the game a little bit. Tipping your toes in an, uh, the world of videography. Totally. Awesome, awesome. Well, I understand uh, just how difficult and different that can be. So I wish you the best of luck inside of that journey. <laughs> I, it won't be too bad. I've had some experience doing film. I did study that too here in CJEP. So it's fun to go back to an old passion, although it's really hard to edit yourself because you always think you don't look good and things like that. Almost like why I don't like to hear my own songs because I always think I don't sound good. So editing myself and directing myself is a little bit weird, but I'm getting used to it. <laughs> we did that for Eternal Eclipse. We filmed the music video with a, with the, with a cell phone and a green screen in my living room. You did a fantastic job with that green screen. Like you can barely see any bleed. Like there, there is no bleed at all. Like you did a fantastic job. I tried. I was like, I can't move because if I move, the lighting changes and the green screen is not consistent. So I'm like, just in front of the camera. I'm like, don't move. The editing's gonna be hard if the lighting gets ruined. So that was my first time trying it out. It was, it was a great experience. I'm loving the. DIY fashion trend this year. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I mean, hey, it's if you can get it done, if you've got some time, why not, right? I've got lots of time. We're in the middle of the pandemic. Everything's shut down. We've got curfews in Quebec, so no excuses. No excuses. Might as well learn a new skill. All right, all right, Melodica. So before I ask my last question, 
Where can the ambush, the listeners of the DTP, find out more about you? Like where they can find more about me? Where they can find you, follow you, any of that fun stuff. Instagram is my favorite platform. I'm always in the house. You'll always see the little green ring around me. I'm always like doing something live with my hangout and chats or my stories about my cats and sharing, you know, I'm just always story sharing, trying to get all my messages across and trying to relate to as many people as I can. I started the Twitter thing this year, so I'm active there. I'm on Facebook. I always say Facebook is more for posting for my mom because <laughs> Facebook has always been a dead zone for artists, but I'm there and I've got my own website too, melodica.com. I'm everywhere, I guess. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. And they should definitely go and check you out at all of those locations and also stream yo music. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mel, last question. So over this process, we've discussed how you've grown as an artist. You're dropping out of school, going through production, creating your first two albums. What I want to know now is how has this process either helped you grow as a person or what has it helped you learn about yourself? That's a really good one. You know, it just made me realize that I'm down to do whatever it takes to just follow my dream, whether that sounds like a cliche or not, but that's the the absolute truth. I love writing in my story that, yes, I was that person that dropped out of university. My mom cried about it. Um, I left town. I left to Toronto, packed my bags. I started fresh and just dived into the thing I wanted to do most. And, you know, nothing you do will ever, nothing you do will work as planned. Like I envisioned that this whole journey would be like so perfect from the beginning, but it's not. And it's okay to, and it's okay that it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. And it's okay that things aren't perfect because the little obstacles just make you stronger and make you make better music and have more stories to tell. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I love the answer. All right, Melodica. I want to say thank you so very much for taking the time to join me here today. Thank you so much. This was great. Eternal eclipse It's eternal eclipse
speaking with Melodica. I hope that you had a blast too. If you did, you can keep the good times, the grooves going by checking out the rest of Melodica's music over on your favorite music streaming service. That's right. Go ahead. Support great art. Support great music. Follow Melodica on social media, on YouTube as well. Give us some love. And that's what we're about to do when we give her our final roaring DTP. Thank you for joining us here on today's episode of the DTP. Who do we have to thank for putting it all together, making it happen? Well, that is Shane Ferguson. Who do I have to thank for making the episode sound so fresh and so clean, clean? Well, that's German over at yourpodcasteditor.com. Last but not least, I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning into this episode of the show. If you have yet to join the, up with The Ami yet, it's as easy as subscribing to the DTP. If you've already done that, or if you just want to help the show grow even more, you can do so by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing that with your social media, your friends 
your fam o You can also go ahead and give the show a big five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio. You can head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com to cop yourself something to represent Desi Tig. All of these things help us out way more than you know, and we appreciate every single one of them. And now, now it's time to let you know that this upcoming Friday, March the 5th, 2021, we are joined by Kate Gillespie as we dive behind her new single, On the Floor. And I can't wait for you to join me then. But until then, you know what it is. I want you to go find your oasis, your mountaintop, the thing that makes your heart sing and scream to its fullest glory and capacity. Your roar. Find your roar. Build your roar. And when it's ready, let that wonderful, that powerful, that beautiful roar out into the world. Let them know just what you're capable of achieving, of doing. And until next episode. Bye-bye, ambush. The Desert Tiger Podcast.